And he's like, you're going to do it or I'm going to like swallow you in a whale. Like, sorry, you're doing it. And um, and so I I did like I got into ministry and Except that whale is literally cat vomit in your situation. Yeah. Like the yeah. the three days in the belly of the whale is just three days with cat vomit on your front seat. Right. <laughs> right. You're listening to the NCMU podcast where we are dedicated to raising up and equipping the next generation of nerd culture missionaries. On this episode, I am joined by Jate Live. Jate shares a lot about his origin story, how he ended up being called into full-time streaming and content creation. You're not going to want to miss out on any of this, folks. There are some absolute gems and awesome stuff throughout the entire episode. So make sure you stay tuned to the end where Jate tells us what he would tell himself if he was to start over again. Okay, now here is your host, me, and our special guest, Jade. Hello, and welcome back to the NCMU podcast, where we are committed to helping raise up the next generation of nerd culture missionaries and digital churches. We're so happy to have you back here with us. I am one of your hosts, uh, Mark, and uh, from Lux Digital Church, and my other, my co-host. Hi, my, Mark. My, hi, hi. Uh, my faithful co-host, Pastor Savage85. Uh, Alex isn't able to be with us. He moved. He moved houses and jobs and all of the stuff, so he wasn't able to be part of this one. But I'm back in the studio, and I'm joined by our special guest for this episode, uh, Jate from Jate Live. Jate, welcome into the studio. Happy to be here. Yeah, bro, we're glad to have you. Thanks for thanks for jumping in. It was real late notice. I've been gone for basically six weeks. We pre-recorded all of the episodes that came out in like June and July, basically. And then I realized, oh my gosh, an episode is supposed to go out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to call my friend Jate, because I bet you... Jate will work with me on such a late notice. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> I like the late notice, but it it's early notice now because it was like uh, the morning time. You sent me a, I just happened to be awake during morning time. Normally I'm awake only at night, so I normally would be asleep at this time. But yeah, like what is your normal streaming hours right I, now? There isn't one. I'm moving. I'm in the process of moving and doing a freelance job and, uh, and streaming. So yeah, my... There's like no normal stream schedule for this month. It's really all over the place. Well, okay, so you you're moving just the same as Pastor Savage was. Yeah, you you made it here, so you know just a little shade for him. I mean, um, you know. And you're doing you're doing a free. Tell us about the freelance project. What are you working on? Like, what are you allowed to talk? It's not top um, secret, is it? No, it's not top secret. Uh, it's it's actually a really cool project. And but I'm working with Storyland Studios and uh, and Zach Saint Bear. We're doing a big interactive like design project for a special needs children's hospital. So we're making graphics that can be animated and that can be controlled using like people's uh, hands or their body or sound effects and, uh, and, and making it an interactive experience. So it's like fun, fun to be in, a fun place to experience. So, so cause people aren't going to want to, Kids aren't going to want to be in the hospital, but they have to be. And so it's like, what can we do to make it an interesting place for those that have to be there? So, Wow. That's freaking, that's a really cool project. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that's super, super dope. Um, yep. 
I, I mean, we're obviously going to get in a little bit more your backstory, stuff like that. Uh, your your you know the whole point of this podcast kind of pull people in who are content creators, streamers, digital missionaries. Um, and what I love about you, Jade, is like you you refuse all titles. Uh, and <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't. I'm sure you have some sort of description of what you do and why you're doing it. We'll learn about. But every time I try to give you a title, you're like, well, yeah, but this caveat, uh, or well, kind of, well, maybe. Uh, and so we'll we'll talk a little bit about that on the show today as well. Um, you know, as we're getting into this, I'm sure a lot of people who are here, if at least are listening to this have been part of your stream, maybe know about your community, something like that. But tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what you do. We'd love to, for you to tell a little bit about both your live stream and, and Love Clan and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I stream um, a lot on Twitch, usually playing video games. We stream like probably, uh, well, it's a little different like right now, obviously, but in general, I stream really long hours, usually late at night or early in the morning or uh, just whenever I'm awake, really, we've played. So far, I've played about 3,000 different games. Uh, I play about 250 different games each year. I really like indie games, uh, PC gems, hidden stuff that people haven't seen before. I'm um, going through every Zelda right now. And then uh, I like just praying for people. Uh, my, my main goal is to find people that are far from God, that have, um, honestly, people that are seeking uh, something but aren't really sure what maybe even like don't plan to ever go to a church don't plan to ever read the bible but would be willing to have that conversation with somebody who they know won't try to push something on them uh just to be an open resource for those people and we get lots of people like that who say well this is a conversation i've thought about um, i obviously don't believe this at all but I think it's a, it's, I, I respect those that do, and I'm willing to talk about it. And I think it's a conversation that is weird to have, even with your friends, like to just sit down with a friend and be like, Hey, let's talk about God real quick. But it somehow makes sense <laughs> you're when you're kidding, on a yeah. live stream. Like that's kind of your goal is to just talk about stuff. So why not talk about this? And, and so I just kind of found it's, um, you know, it just kind of naturally happens, but we do set a day on Saturdays that we call Games and God specifically to talk about the Bible and read through a chapter of the Bible while playing a video game, usually some very chill game like uh, we've been playing Meadow or we've been playing Power Wash Simulator. Um, just Power kind Wash of, Simulator is like, that is great. quintessential chill game. And it also is. OCD night. Well, I, it's kind of like the OCD's nightmare, but also the greatest form of gratification at the same time. Yeah, it's very the sound effects really make it and uh once everything's all clean it's just sort of i don't know there's a certain closure that comes from uh comes from finishing a piece in that game but mm. yeah that's yeah. mostly that's mostly it mostly what we do as far as like live streaming goes Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, I tell you, one of the things that we've done with pretty much every person who's been on the show is we've we've looked for the origin story, right? Mm -hmm. The like, how did you get started? What compelled you to get into this space? You stream a lot. I mean, you stream a lot. Um, you streamed even more in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, you've sort of thrown yourself all into this full time and you've figured out up to this point, you know, how to make that work. And I think there's a lot of people out there who 
um, they either A, are intimidated by that, or B, they sort of can maybe make that it's not idolizing it like they don't worship mm. that but they sort of romanticize it right as like well i'm gonna jump into streaming and i'm gonna do it full time and they don't sure. always necessarily know the process of prayer and sort of like the things that came before launching out as uh, and i'm gonna call you a missionary because you are like uh, you may be more than that but you certainly at the very least are a digital missionary in the gaming sure. space before people get launched into that, there's a lot of things that go on in life leading up to that. So would you give us the origin story of what you're doing right now? Sure. Yeah, so um, it's a it's definitely a longer story, so we'll try not to go like through t like all, all of it. But uh, my dad was a pastor, and when I... We, we were, I would say, hurt by the church is how, it, at least how it felt um growing up there was a, a moment where my dad started a church he's a church planner and in our eyes at least growing up as kids um the church sort of he ended up merging with another church and the other church was like well this campus isn't growing and so they replaced him that's kind of how it was sold mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that was probably very like I, I wouldn't say it's fully true it's not it's also not fully not true but as a kid, that was how it was. That was the the view that I saw things. So it was like the church just sort of pushed us out of the place that was my home church. And um, I think that could have very easily been like the, well, then I'm just going to say, forget the church and, and you know, walk away. But um, I didn't. I very much still love the church and love um, capital C church, just the, the, the whole body of the church. And But when I was uh, when I was looking for jobs, I never wanted to be a pastor. I never wanted to do anything that was church related because I just had a very sour tent and my mouth was like, this is a, this is a way to just pretty much kill a career. Like <laughs> you just go to be a pastor, you go to a church and then um, you either are there forever and you don't make any money and um, which is all very true. That is exactly what happens. And so, <laughs> but that's not necessarily a bad thing. But anyway, so I was like, when I, when I was, uh, I, I was going to a, a um, I, I was going to a church, but I was going towards graphic design. And so I, I went and did a uh, bachelor's in digital art and design from Full Sail University in Orlando. And I learned a, how to design. A really like well-known, oh, especially yeah. in like the graphic art, um, you know, moving graphics, video stuff. Like Full Sail is a very, very, very reputable school. Right? Yeah. Like not easy, not, not terribly easy to get into. And it's one of those places too where it's like, it's it, for that field of work is kind of like if you have a degree for full sale, you are going to have a job in this field type of thing. Right. Yeah. It's a good school and it's a good school. It's an expensive school. And that's something I'm still paying off, you know, 11 years later. Like, mm. <laughs> so who knows if it was the right choice or not, but it was, it was a school that I decided that's where I'm going for, for design and I learned motion graphics. And so that's kind of, I, I'm still doing that today. That's, but I was deciding afterwards, like, I'm just going to go do my, I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to go live my life. And I started doing motion graphics. Um, I got really good at it. I was, you know, um, maybe not top of my field, but I was like pretty high up there for 
uh, a couple different things. Definitely high up there for uh, projection mapping, which is a whole nother thing. But I was I was making it, I guess I would say. I was doing stuff for Google, Nike, ESPN, Estee Lauder, Ted Baker, like all these really big companies and big teams and big sport, big sporting events. And um, I remember, I remember a, um, yeah, so if we're going to talk about the origin, uh, talk about the youth ministry that you were serving in. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So there is, so I was doing all this stuff and I was doing all these things for these, these bigger companies. Some of these were after some of these were before, but I, there was a time between an internship in New York city, which I, I hated, I hated my time in New York city and I moved back home and it was just sort of a transition period before I um, actually New York to Missouri and then from Missouri I was going to go to LA because that's like where you go to do stuff you just move out there and you get jobs and you just make it work and so I was kind of on my way to LA and I got stopped man this gets gets even crazier um, but I was going when I got to Missouri uh, I was planning on driving to like actually leave and on the process like on the on the drive out, I got a little ways down the road and my cat, who had been fine the whole time up until that point, I mean, he's noisy, he's noisy, but he was, he is fine in general, mm -hmm. just threw up. Like I wasn't even down the road yet and he threw up and just, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn around and clean it up. I'm not going to drive. <laughs> I mean, this is a long drive. We're talking drive to California. With you know what I mean? With a cat throw up in my... <laughs> So I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it was already nighttime. I figured I'd drive during night. There's no traffic. It's, you know, not as hot. And so I turned around I cleaned everything up. And I said, okay, I'll just leave in the morning. And uh, that night there was a, uh, I mean, it was Missouri, but the weather was crazy. And there was basically a tornado that hit. And the tornado hit a tree in our front yard and knocked it down. And it fell down behind my car. So I couldn't back out. And, um, and wow. so then I was like, okay, well we can't like, we can't move this out of here. And so he, we were waiting to get a chainsaw, but we're like, we'll get it Sunday from somebody at church. So this is like Friday, Saturday, both gone now, you know? And, uh, Sunday we went to the church. Um, and that Sunday, some crazy stuff happened. This is such a, like, like, I don't. I don't know where I where I fall as far as like signs go. Um, I I just don't know where I fall on it. Like I think there's a lot of people that say, well, like oh, like God just gave me a sign, and I'm like, but did he? You know, because like how much were you praying about these things? And and sometimes I think yes, he can, and other times I'm like, it's a difference between if he can and if he will. I don't know if he always will, and mm. I, sometimes I think there's a there are things that I've done where it was clearly God just let me do it. And I found out from the process that it didn't work out, that I shouldn't have done that. And other times it's like, he, he saved me from doing things. So I don't really know where, it's not an every time that happens type of thing. And this isn't something where I was praying for a sign. I already figured I knew where to go. I was on my way to yeah, like, you'd already made going. the decision. Yeah. And he, and the, he continuously stopped me from going. And I, in my mind thought maybe this is a sign I'm not really sure but it still was like actually it went even more after we got the tree moved I forgot about this after we got the tree moved I actually did try to leave again and I got 
uh, an hour out and my car died because there was no gas. And like, I've, it's the only time wow. I've ever not, this is the only time I've ever ran out of gas in my car. I've never forgotten to fill it up ever. Hmm. And I, it's a 200,000 miles in my car. And I was like, I can't believe I forgot this, but like, that's super weird, you know? Like, what the heck? I've never forgotten this is the one time is I'm on my way to a long journey and I forgot to fill it up. So it's just, there were so many things. My, my parents had to come get me. They had to come, you know, fill up my car and just like, I drove it back because it was too late at that point too. <laughs> and then on Sunday, something happened. It was a, um, I won't get into it, but the guy basically had this, Our, the tech director at the church um, basically got arrested the night before. Oh, wow. And nobody knew about it because it was like he just he got arrested for something that the FBI literally came to his house and like took him away. Um, and that was uh, a big deal that we had to deal with later. And sure. um, and we've since then. But his we didn't have a tech director for the Sunday morning because nobody knew how to do anything. And and because I was there, I had been talking to that guy and so I knew what to like how to run everything. So I just sort of stepped in and started to help fix everything. And was like, Suddenly "Okay, you're the replacement tech director for the church." Yeah. Right? Thrust into ministry. Like, yeah. that's how it works sometimes. It was. It was like, uh, well, who's going to be on cameras? And it was like, "Okay, like you go on cameras." Like, "All right, you're going to have to do I I'll run the soundboard. I ran the soundboard." And the uh, like switching the screens and the uh, video switcher and just was like <laughs> was just doing it, you know. And so um, that's how I got the job as a as a tech director. My first church job was as a tech director because on that Sunday I knew what I was doing and nobody else did. And so then they were just like, well, we need somebody to do tech director. Would you do that? And I was like, I, I guess for a time I don't want to do that job, but like. I guess I don't technically have another job right now because I was just going to go to LA, but I could probably do something here for a time. And so I was a tech director at that church. And all of that to say, like, that must be like the most wild I know. thrust into ministry I've ever heard. Like, yeah. God just literally delays you for a handful of extra days, refusing to let you leave. And then yeah. he's like, oh, by the way, this guy's arrested. So you're it and right. uh welcome to full-time ministry my friend uh, yeah and, and <laughs> it wild. And i know and that's why it's like i don't like i don't want i almost don't want to tell that story because i feel like then people are gonna wait for the like the that kind of a sign but like i didn't want to be in ministry this was like a like a jonah situation like, do mm. not send me. Like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to do it or I'm going to, like, swallow you in a whale. Like, you, sorry, you're doing it. And um, and so I I did. Like, I got into ministry. And Except that whale is literally cat vomit in your situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, yeah. the three days in the belly of the whale is just three days with cat vomit on your front seat. Right. <laughs> right. Gosh. Ugh. So that was, like... That was my, that was so, and the crazy, that's like, that's just part of it, you know? And I guess it seems when I hear all of that, when I'm saying all that, it seems weird that I'm, that I don't, that I am so second guessing of signs, but a lot of it is just because I can get in the way so quickly. Like my brain is always coming up with alternative 
solutions to things or saying, yeah, this is God's sign or something. And so I'm very against sometimes on that. But I mean, I just can't, I can't deny it when it's like that many things. And that's how I want. Like, God, give me a very clear sign, like a very, very clear sign. And that was kind of one of the times. But because I was working at that church, since we're just going to talk about origins and I don't know, you know, sorry if the whatever, but that, that, that church, uh, I was doing also youth because that's how ministry is. You don't just be a tech director. You're yeah, also no, no, no. the youth you guy. Have also. Job. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So I was the youth leader for the middle school boys. Um, I did their uh, small groups. Yeah. Okay. And there was a, uh, a kid. I remember there was this kid one time who none of the kids ever listened to anything. But while I was there, there's this no, one don't. kid who all you would only listen to when I would, would talk about Minecraft. The only thing, mm. you know, and they would flip tables and they were crazy. And um, but, you know, they would listen if we talk about Minecraft. And so I found ways to bring Minecraft in to the story. Be like, yeah, this is basically like in Minecraft when they would do this thing. You know, oh, they're building this. It's pretty much like building in my because it's just basically the world. You would just say, oh, yeah, you know, it's sure. basically just find ways to make it make sense. Um, and. I remember there was a Sunday that this kid came up to me and said, I want you to baptize me. Um, and I was like, bro, you d- literally don't even know what that means. Like, you don't <laughs> listen to anything I say. There's no shot that you have any clue what I'm talking about. And he was like, no, like, I want him to be the Lord of my life. Like, I, you know, and so I, we baptized him. And, uh, and then his dad started to come to church and his dad was baptized like a month later. And I remember just from that, like, that situation to me really stuck more than everything else. Like, yeah, tech is cool and there's lots of fun stuff you can do with lighting and fog machines and worship is great. Um, Sunday mornings are awesome. But like that person giving their life to to the Lord was like, that was everything. Everything else mm. could go away, you know? And so fast forward, um, I was not making any money. Like most people in ministry are not making money. I was making less than those people. Um, <laughs> I was, I literally did not have the money to pay for uh, my car insurance. So I had to have the worship leader drive me to work every day. You're, you're um, on that, you're on that like $30 every other week stipend uh, yeah, budget there. Yeah. It was not good. It was, and they've fixed it kind of since then a little bit. Uh, but man, it was, we were on nothing. And I I had to find another job. Like I could not pay my student loans and or do anything. I was living with my parents and, and doing all of this. And so I uh, found another job, found a really good job doing all the cool stuff I've already talked about. about I worked for Nike. Actually, for that team, I worked uh, mostly sports teams. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember, I, I say that whole story because I remember there's a time that I had been... Uh, I'd been going to a church while I was there at where I moved to Virginia and to do that. And I remember at this church, they were going through a series um, about more and talking about uh, it's, it's Todd Wilson. If anybody knows Todd Wilson, his, the, the guy started exponential and he has this book called more. And there's, it's about Ephesians two, two uh, ten, which became my like favorite, favorite verse that where your workmanship created in Christ Jesus, do good works that you prepared in advance that you might walk in. And so I felt like, Okay, basically there is 
good works God's prepared every single person for, something specific that he has for every person's mm -hmm. life. And if you know what that is, then uh, you might walk in it. And so it's sort of like you can miss it if you're just not paying attention. Sure. And so I was like, okay, I, I want to do the thing God's called me to do. I don't want to miss it. I want to do something with purpose, uh, a good work. And so I'd been praying a little bit about that, but I just wasn't sure what that looked like. Sure. And yeah. I remember I was at a, I was at a, I was at a huge Cavs game, the Cleveland Cavs. I went to Cleveland, and I, I had done all the animation for their like the courts. So I most of this stuff is, is is my work. Like yep. this huge the projection pro map, huge yeah. projections. Yeah. Like and if people are wondering like, what projection mapping is, like I think I don't know the last Olympics or something that we had had like crazy projection mapping on the grounds. Like go watch that, and I'm sure you could actually probably literally YouTube Jate's work uh, at the Cavs game. Like you could go find it online yeah. right now if you wanted to YouTube. It. You 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 yeah, it, it's on the internet, but you might have to dig for it a little bit. But it's basically like um, if you've ever seen those buildings that they project on and make it look like they're moving, usually haunted houses or some big event that make it look like the, the building is warping and moving. We do that for the for the courts. And so for the Cleveland Cavs, we had this huge intro and it like, you know, big warping, all this cool stuff. And everybody stands up and cheers right after my graphic plays. And actually they, they showed like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was at the game or something. Like he, they showed him on the screen and he was standing up and cheering after my thing, you know, Cleveland. And I remember thinking like, holy cow, this is like people, like this is people have seen all my stuff. This is hundreds of thousands of people here. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he just stood up and clapped for like the thing I just made. Um, you know, not that he knows that it's that, that he cares. He's never seen my face and it wouldn't matter. Um, but I was sitting next to my manager and my manager was next to the owner of the calves. Like we're up in the mm. penthouse where they said, take whatever food you want, you know? Like I had to take a special elevator up there and there's like two bouncer guys, you know, it's a whole thing. And I, my, my manager nudged me and was like, that's you, that's your, that's your thing. Yeah. Um, Cause we're recording this and we're gonna put it on YouTube, you know, and that, that video ends up going on to make, uh, get a million views. Like this is, the height as far as a designer gets <laughs> i mean you know i'm not an yeah, actor like, like i'm a designer but this is the height of what you would get as far as a designer goes the the owner of a sports team special treatment and a penthouse you know looking down at everybody on a sports just clap, clapping for your stuff and and my manager's happy and I, <laughs> that's the best part wow and yeah. I remember in that moment thinking, this is the craziest, coolest thing I've ever done. And that is where, as one of the few times, I think one of like maybe two or three times, God spoke into me very clearly and just said, is it? That's it. Mm -hmm. And I started to, to think back because I was like, what else could be even more crazy than this thing that I had done? And I thought Google was pretty cool. Like uh, the Nike project we did was pretty sweet, but like, this is it. And he reminded me of that church that I had attended, that youth group church that I'd been in, and that there was that kid who said, "I want you to be, I want you to baptize me." And he just listened to me play mine, you know, Minecraft references or whatever, and <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, that's how he relates to the Bible. And and he showed me that, like in my mind, 
and just said like, is it, or is this cooler? And I, I remember that ruined my job. Like from then on, I, hmm. everything else was just like, it's not, it's not that it's not that kid that got baptized. And even if I had an impact in 10 people's lives that led to eternity, it would matter an eternity more than this cool project that I just did for the Cleveland Cavs. And, um, and yeah, it really wrecked my job. I, for like six months, I prayed for God to give me something else because I, I continued to do really cool projects after that that just didn't matter anymore. They were completely oh. lifeless and I had no heart in it. And, um, and so that's when I started to pray for something else. I prayed that verse, Ephesians 2.10. I had it in my car and I prayed it for six months that God would give me some, something else. And, um, and that was when I felt like I heard him again, like actually just in my, my head, I, I heard him speak. Uh, what about a game church? And, and that was, that was the, the guide. I don't know if we're, if we are doing a game church, like I would say you're clearly doing like a game church. I don't even feel like I'm doing a church, but it was, it wasn't like he was saying do a game church. He was just sort of like, this is the direction that I want you to start moving towards. And I started to go that direction. And, um, and then that's how we are, where we're at today. So what I, what I love about that last piece there, Jade, and what you just said, right. Was it wasn't as though God said, do this. It was like, he, he put me onto something, right? Like you caught the scent of something. And I think a lot of people who are struggling with calling hear stories of calling and what they hear is the after part of certainty, Mm. but what they don't hear is the moment that you received it and not being sure what that looks like. And then I think what a lot of people also hear is that God will give me in exact detail what Mm -hmm. he wants me to do, or I'll be able to discern it rather than God will push me in a direction. And so what I hear from you is not like, Hey, I was given the structures and the vision statement and the, the exact thing. But what I was given was like a healthy and full blown nudge from the Holy spirit in a direction. And then he allowed me to use my God given creativity, which he baked into your brain in such a profound way to then go and explore that. And I think that's a much healthier view of calling rather than calling being prescriptive, that calling is this beautiful process of sort of like code discovery, right? Where you are creating and discovering and God is creating, discovering and revealing along with you. And I, I love that about your story that love, clan your stream all of these things have been sort of the outflowing of this nudging and almost invitation into discovery yeah and it it kind of makes sense though because like if if that's why ephesians 2 10 was like a prayer for or it was a request when i was praying it at the time it was like give me some good work that you've prepared in advance for me to walk in i want to know what that is if you've prepared something for me to do in advanced, then let me know what it is, right? Because I don't know what you're preparing in advanced for me. But now it's like I, I read it kind of in a different light. And it's like now that I know what God's like the calling was, um, it's oh, like, no, you you have you're preparing me in advanced for something. Like once I knew it was game church, I already said, Oh, well, that just makes so much sense because I am already like a huge nerd. I'm already a huge gamer and like you've given me the talents as far as graphic design, live streaming and all of this stuff 
that it is not a hard it's not a hard connection to reaching the gaming community uh i i worked full-time at a, a video game store as my first job like i that's how i learned how to talk to people was i never knew what to i, I never felt comfortable talking with people until we talked about video games and then i couldn't talk about anything else because it was just so easy to talk about something that i knew a bunch about and so that that like when I read it now, it's like, oh, God is preparing each person with their skills, talents, um, even their their hobbies, the things maybe specific, like especially their hobbies, maybe specifically the things that they they don't think really matters that much. It's just stuff they do for fun. That might be the thing that it's fun because God's prepared you in advance for it. And I now view that verse more in a, a like, well... I, I want to figure out what the thing is that that God has placed in each person's heart that if they would if they would figure out how to use that for God's glory, that they would it would completely transform not just their life, but also the lives of everybody else that also sees that as their just their fun thing. Mm. You know? Like I am not the person to reach everybody. I'm the person that will probably reach a a very select few group of people that are gamers. And they might be nerds that watch anime and that all these things, but I don't have to because that's the thing that God's prepared me for. And he hasn't prepared me to be a sports coach and he hasn't prepared me to um, be a truck driver, you know, or whatever. Like there's a bunch of stuff that I could do, but it's just not the way God's prepared me in advance for. Mm. And, and so yeah. even with that, I think it's important to point out because the people who are listening to this may be thinking about digital ministry and, and the such, hmm. um, you know, God also hasn't necessarily prepared you to be, you know, like tier one Call of Duty streamer may have not right. prepared you in advance for specific genres in gaming, maybe not specific genres in, you know, he hasn't maybe prepared you to lead a, a board game night at your local game shop where you're doing some stuff to evangelize, right? Which we talked about with Bubba and Love Thy Nerd earlier uh, in this, you know, in this show. And so I think it's also important to point out that, like, if you are a nerd, you are a gamer, right? That just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that you can. There's, there's so much in, like, the concept of content creation around, like, niching down and finding your audience. Yeah. But it's equally true in mission, right? It's equally true in evangelism that finding the people that you can connect to deeply that you automatically and already relate to um you know it, it's evidenced even in your story about this uh this young man who came to know the lord right well, what he actually did listen to you but why was the reason that he listened to you he listened to you because you were willing to talk to him about minecraft you were yep. able to make that connection that somebody else wasn't able to make you were able to say i care about part of the world that you care about i'm in part of the world that you're in i understand this part of your world and because of that you earned the right to speak into his life on a much larger spiritual level um and so i i think it's just important to point out that not everyone is going to be an apex legends player not everyone yeah. is going to be a card gamer not everyone is going to be uh you know an indie gamer not everyone is going to be an anime fan right but that's okay like you have found a niche in which there's very specific people that you're ministering to who you can connect to because you're not having to you're not you're not having to like create a facade that says I'm into all of these things that you're not into. You connect with people who are into the things you're into. I think that's powerful. Yeah. And um, I would also say that like size is, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, 
but like it's super low on the priority list as far as like number of people that are in your ministry or like i mean honestly just just in general it is such a an overrated over discussed over expressed metric the number of viewers just it just does not matter I, I mean, I will just say straight up, like it's, it, it very, very rarely does it matter. If you have zero people, then maybe that's a problem. But if you have five people that are regularly there, that is a, that is a ministry. And like, I, I can't express that enough because I, for a long period of time, I think we averaged like 10 to 15 and God worked in way more in that 10 to 15 people average than he ever did in my whole time of a full-time uh, ministry doing I mean as, at least as far as I know he's super super worked in that mm. and uh, I have seen people that are like well but if you really want to be like a big streamer then yeah you have to do Call of Duty or like oh you got to do Fortnite or you got to do whatever fill in the blank that's the only way that we're going to have a real lasting impact and I would say you know look at like look at Jesus like, yeah, he definitely did reach lots of people, but the place that he even himself is like the real impact comes from this group of disciples and the impact that they have. And I felt that way too, of like some of the people that are the, the most impact that I've had has been from people that I see something in that I go, you could definitely be the big streamer that I will never be. Uh, my personality just will never reach that, that point because it's not meant to. It's not the way that I feel God even wants me to be. I don't think it would be healthy right now. And um, and and you're ready for it. Like, I think you are prepared and that you can reach that people effectively. And so uh, I've been able to train people that now are reaching hundreds of people. And I hope I never get any credit for it. I don't need it. But it's still just like the the that impact i'm seeing it echoed the same way that it is in the bible and it's just much much more healthier to see it that way than to say well i have to be that person you know if that person reaches certain levels then i guess i need to follow what they're doing and i need to stop what i'm doing and just go do what they're doing and i just that's just very i, I think it's unhealthy but i also don't think it's um it's like there are ways that i am prepared I, I could be a Call of Duty streamer. I'm really good at Call of Duty. I mean, I'm sure. like esports level ready, MLG ready from Modern Warfare 3 time. I was I was good and I could play today at a high level. But I, what I've realized is I cannot, um, some people can play, even if they don't play at a high level, they can play that game and be impactful in people's lives. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can do that. Um, I can play the game very well, but I, I get distracted and I don't reach out as much when I'm playing Call of Duty. Other people can. Um, I'm not as, as open with the people that I'm playing with when I'm playing Call of Duty. Some people can play the game and chat with the other person that's a random and, and do really well with that. And I can't. I'm just, it's, it's just awkward for me. But like on the flip side, um, I play in the family-friendly category. So I find people, in my mind, it's sort of like find people of peace. The Bible says that when you go to yeah. a town, find somebody that's a person of peace. I've just I've interpreted that for me as find somebody that's family friendly. 
that's a peaceful person that everybody kind of goes, well, we don't really know if like they don't act like us, but they're just it's so it's so easy to get along with that person, you know, and that's how I feel like God is. That's where he's put me is just to find people that are in that family friendly category. They're not looking for God, but they are looking for people that are willing to just be friendly with with each other. And that gives me an opportunity to speak truth because mm. we've we've shown that that is uh we have a relationship that I'm not going to um you know whatever I I, I have a I have a piece about me you have a piece about you we can talk about this stuff and we know it's not going to be an angry conversation because that's just not the way that we roll as as humans so well, um, and if that, you spend any time in Jade Stream, like you know that the relationship comes first, yeah, very clearly through all of the stuff that he does, um, and and the games that he plays, like that, it's relationship first, um, which is one of the things that, one of the reasons that our church, you know, partners with what you're doing and continues to will yeah, continue to you. partner with what you're doing because we love that relationship first approach, and not only that, personally, just like as an individual, I love the super high level of intentionality, right? Like, Mm. because you might meet somebody who says, hey, I'm streaming to less people, um, and they, you would think, oh, you're just using that as an excuse, but at least, like, in all of our conversations, what I have learned is the extremely high level of intentionality behind each of the things that you do. You're not doing things accidentally. Things didn't Sometimes we aim for a target, right? And when we miss it, then we create reasons that we missed it. Right. And for you, what I have found is your target is, it's not that you've missed it. It's that Jate's target isn't the same as a lot of people's target in this space. And honestly, not even the same as a lot of Christian creators in the space who yeah. are like, I really want to grow and make it here. And I also am doing this as an evangelist that you're like it's it's has been flipped for you in a lot of ways, yeah. which I think is really cool. Um, one of the things I'd love to do as we get ready to close, which we've done with each person that's on the show, is I don't know how many how many years ago all of this started um, for you, but if and you could pick because I feel like your origin story has these multiple start points, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's not like it, it, it. I think I think for some people who've been on the show, it was like. For Bubba and LTN, it was like, I had this job, then I didn't have this job, and then I was leading and starting Love Thy Nerd. Or right. I, it, you know, for Susie, it was like, I had this job, and this is what I was doing, and then I left that job, and then I was in full-time ministry. Um, for you, it's kind of like this, it's been stages, so you could kind of take this however you want. But what would you tell today, something that you know today, Jate, back then, at whatever mm-hmm. point you want to pick as that was my start point, um, what would you? What have you learned today that you wish Jate knew then, if you could go back and tell him? Yeah, um, I would say pretty much at all of the points, and this is something I'm still learning. So I guess I tell myself today the same thing: is um, trust God. Like it, it, if the if the thing, if the heart of the thing is right, and it is you are trying to hear what God's saying, and you're moving forward. You're not just standing idly like, oh, maybe it is what he wants. Maybe it's not. But you think you've, you have been honest and prayerfully been like, God, I will do whatever you want. But I think this is the direction that you are currently moving me. Tell me if it's not what you want. Um, then move forward and trust that he will provide. Like he will provide for the thing and make it okay. Because there's been, I think a lot of people go, um, well, I can't, 
I can't do this because of money, or I can't do this because of time, or I can't do this because of fill in the blank. And it's usually like, well, I can't do this because there's a skill that I don't know, or it's scary. Um, I told myself multiple times, I can't be a streamer because that's only the people that are like influencers. They have a certain personality. They're just, they're just a certain type of person. And I, I can't do that. I can't be that person. And I've tried it. I tried it in the past and I, I did not do well with it. And I, um, I, I wish I, I wish I could have told myself sooner to just trust God that That's a great piece of advice, if, yeah. if he had, cause even now I'm like, I don't know where I'm, I, I have an idea where I hopefully could move, but I'm trying to like buy a house and I don't know how that money, whatever I'm looking at. Like, I mean, there's just so many things to stress about. There's never going to be a lack of things like excuses to not do the thing God told you to do. Like there will never be a lack of excuses to not move forward in the calling that God's given you. The it, the question is like, are you going to trust that he will take care of you even if it doesn't make any sense? Um, and of course, be God speaks through multiple ways. He speaks through the Bible first and foremost, and then I think he speaks through others is probably the secondary. So have, have people that you trust in your life that you can listen to That'd probably be the second one is like have other people in your life that you that you know that you can trust um, that are God godly people that are praying for you trying to discern what's to do next. But once you know that this is what would be the right thing, the right next step or whatever, um, just go for it, you know. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But like trust that God give give God a chance to do some cool new thing because He's never going to if we don't have any. Um, no faith for him to to do it you know he's not going to force you into doing something i mean he might he forced me i guess <laughs> i didn't <laughs> well maybe I, he will but i uh. think ultimately one of the things that you're saying there which i love and i'll just echo which is if you're waiting for the convenient time to follow yeah. god that convenient time there's no place where god in his words says, i speak to my children through convenience right <laughs> And right. if you look at how any other person was called throughout scriptures, you're not going to find anybody who found the convenient moment to follow the Lord. Um, yeah. Because God doesn't speak to us through convenience. He speaks to us to strengthen our faith, right? When he calls us into something, there's always the purpose of strengthening faith, right? There's always the purpose of strengthening faith, yeah. especially with big life decisions. There's always the purpose of strengthening faith. And so if you're looking at it and you're like, I'm waiting for the time when making this move to follow the Lord won't require faith of me, then you're, you're never going to reach that point. That point mm. is never coming because when God calls us into new things, each stage of our life, he's always moving us from less to more faith. He's almost never saying, I'm calling you into something that is going to require you to trust me less. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that God doesn't give us blessings that allow us to be more comfortable or allow us to conf doesn't doesn't just confirm that he's with us. That certainly happens. But in my experience, when it comes to following the Lord, the Lord has consistently and always called me into areas of life that have required me to deepen and double down on my faith. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like that's what he's done in your life over and over and over again as well. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's been good. I mean, it hasn't always been easy, but it has always been good. It's always been worth it. I've never had a, a time where I thought, Oh, like I wish I hadn't done this. The first year that I streamed, I had 
no money was, you know, was just barely making it. And it was the best year of my life. You know, it, just knowing that what I was doing had purpose, that it mattered and that it was, it was in the right direction. I was heading the direction that God had called me. Um, it it fills a whole lot of other things that I thought mattered more. And so that would probably be my, my biggest one would be pray and then trust that God will take care of it when you know that it's the right thing to do moving forward. Like don't let, don't let yourself get in the way of what God wants to do with you. Amen. Amen. Well, Jade, I think that's a great place to wrap up. I want to thank you for coming on uh, our podcast, coming on the show and talking to those folks out there that are discerning and trying to figure out where God is leading to them next and what that next step of faith is. This has been a really encouraging episode. And also, man, you know, I've heard the Jade origin story a couple of times, but there's a there is a big chunk of this that I had never heard before. So I learned I learned something new. Uh, on the podcast so thanks for being willing to share that and talk openly about it um, guys listen if you're listening to this episode thank you so much for listening in uh, and and just coming along this journey with us we'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another episode and another guest and hopefully pastor savage back on if not somebody else thank you jate once again for being on the show really appreciate you brother yeah of course thanks for having me Hey, thanks for joining us with the NCMU podcast this week. We certainly appreciate you listening in. If you don't mind, drop us a rating and review wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. It'll help other people of like minds find our show and also be better equipped to follow their calling in the digital and nerd culture ministry. And if you have a ministry, a nerd culture ministry, something that you're doing uh, either in the gaming community, the board game community, something like that, would you please reach out to me and let me know? We'd love to have you on the show and to hear about what you've been doing and what God has been doing in and through your life. You can email me at mark at lux, L-U-X, digitalchurch.com. And on top of that, feel free to join us over in Discord. We now have an open Discord called the Nerd Culture Ministry collective in preparation for nerd culture ministry summit coming up this november in fact if you're listening to this episode before the end of november well then you should probably come and join us for the nerd culture ministry summit happening in marble falls you can check that out by going to ncmsummit.com we can't wait to see you in marble falls texas this november thanks for listening to this episode guys be sure to come back for the next one